Helios original. Tell me something, girl. Are you busy trying to feel that boy? What's that? I'm falling in. <laughs> Who is and it? in the good times, I feel myself longing for change. Who is it? Shallow bitch. What's shallow <laughs> bitch? <laughs> A star is born. Kate Berlant that we're Hi. talking to. She does stand-up comedy. <laughs> if you don't know who she is, Google her. Because I don't want to do a whole, this is who this person is no. and this is what they do. Which cause If it you don't know now, per- you never will. Right. And it, but the, it's <laughs> I don't want to talk about what people do for a living because it defeats kind of the purpose of this podcast because it's like... Please. I've been a comic to watch for 15 years. It's just it's like, it's not about what you do. So it's about who take you off. are and what you do. You yeah. are... Ta- you've taken... You, this is just a notch. This is just the beginning of the documentary Thank about you. Kate's Great. life. Okay, perfect. So, and this podcast will be in the documentary probably because it's like yeah, and we're filming a cornerstone milestone. Anyway, yeah. what I want to know about you, Kate, and what I think other people want to know, and the reason why we have to have famous people like you on the show so that we get listeners. Wow, which is like Imagine. I'm like anti-fame. Like I think that's like the new. That's like one of my new hobbies is like staying underground well then i'm the perfect guest <laughs> <laughs> but i want to know what you do in your life that it's purely for joy there's no agenda mm. there's no money involved there's no like this is going to make me a better performer so i'm doing it or this will help me like network or like this can make me a better writer right i mean except for reading but we also read for pleasure so yeah. i'm not going to count that so I use hobby as sort of like a big term. Yeah. Because, you know. I love that. This is, a, and by the way, this is, it's very appropriate that I'm talking to you about this today because this is like a huge, I'm actually going through this right now in my life where I'm trying to be like, what the hell do I do that isn't tied to, you know, capitalism, careerism, right. prestige. Yeah. Money, property, prestige. And Well, I, I do buy property for fun. <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> I I own land as a joke. As yeah. a joke. <laughs> but um, no, I... Uh, That's what I mean by like filling the void. It's like, what do we fill our, the hole in our heart with mm-hmm. that makes us happy? I mean, sometimes it is career and the money. Yeah. Sometimes it is the work. But it doesn't yeah. have lasting power, mm-hmm. I find. Hmm. In terms of me filling my own hole, right? <laughs> it doesn't fill me up with self-esteem sperm. Yeah. And I don't give birth to a spiritual baby when right. I fill my hole with the work. Yeah. What spackles my hole? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. I have a question to you because listeners, sweet listeners, before we started, I was talking about how I took um, social media off my phone. Right. Because that is my only life and, and hobby. Hmm. It's so, is, is horrifying internet addiction and lately i've been so aware of just how it's completely ravaged my focus where whatever so the point is no but i'm curious yeah like, is it about it's the aimless scrolling it's aimless like scrolling not just your own stuff no no you, no you're just scrolling like 
looking at funny videos, looking at other people's lives? Do you get FOMO? Right, right. I don't. Well, what's interesting is that I don't think of myself at. Okay, I could talk about this forever, but a. I look at like I like I follow food accounts, right? And I'll be like, "Ooh, recipes!" Like that's where I really can like go down the hole. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, well, this is productive." Like I'm because cooking is like probably like my only hobby. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, "Oh yeah, looking at this." And then of course there, I I muted almost like everyone I know mm-hmm. because on Twitter on on Instagram you can mute people. Yeah, I had no idea. I muted most people because people who i love who i or know and i'm like they're great we've all lost our minds so we post like i don't want to ridicule people in my Mm -hmm. mind that i Mm -hmm. know or that i kind of know or who are like perfectly fine people Mm -hmm. but you can't help it when you look at people and i'm guilty of this we all are i'm like you look at someone post and they're like oops i did it again and it's like them like you're hating on your own friends and you're just like it can so easily just create this like what the hell is wrong with you? Do you have no one in your life who could like like it does the the instrument of social media creates ridicule, anxiety, you know, all of these emotions. It's, it's you know, and I can be like, oh, it's a way to keep touch with people and see right. what they're up to. It's like, no, it's not right. It's so actually you quit it because it was making you feel like so negative. Yeah, it was kind of this low level, and it wasn't that overwhelming. It wasn't so overwhelming that I was like, oh, this is really toxic. Because I was like, no, I'm not looking at this and getting like horrifically jealous or comparing my life. But I just get in my head because I'm like, oh, wow, I used to be fucking smart. I'm like, oh, I used to read. Right. I used to like think. And now and I think because I'm already an anxious, obsessive person, it's really easy for me to just completely go there. And any moment that used to be filled with just like maybe staring, (laughs) just like literally just like looking out a window. Right. It has to be filled with the scrolling and right just like you're saying you don't like daydream because you have this thing in your hand and i I mean i i think it's truly evil i mean it's like behavior modification is what these these um you know like social media it's like huge corporations right hijacking our lives yeah and um modifying behavior it's just about highlighting people as consumers and i'm not even getting into like surveillance and all that i just think it's like truly like a pox like it's actual cancer and i it's so depressing and i just like i have to like change my life because it it's just so sad i'm like oh i'm gonna be on my deathbed like i remember this one scroll i did right like it's like no and i think some people maybe there is a way to have a healthy interaction with it but for me and i've gone months where i don't look at it and i really enjoy that but then when i'm back i'm just fully back i have to i have to figure out how i can just like promote shows do right. the min- the bare minimum that like is kind of necessary yeah but then beyond that i gotta get out of there so interesting to me i find it very overwhelming yeah and so your daughter's account is the only account that actually brings me positivity and joy and it's like that's so nice but it's like <laughs> oh well you can also just come over and see her whenever you want of course of course that's nice of you to say but even my I have an account, an Instagram account for Mary a for family. One. Yeah. Because my family is far away and so is Paul and it just is easy. It's like how I keep track of my cousin's kids and everything. Yeah. But it still isn't like I don't want to brag when I say that I'm not addicted to social media. I believe you. <laughs> I honestly believe you. <laughs> but I'm not I'm still on it. And it's like the question is also like why can't like, I remember Amy Poehler was once like, you guys are still on these fucking social media things. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it was like, 
why am I still on it? Promoting my brand. I don't know what that means. And I don't know if I have one. And who cares? Like, I'm, yeah, I don't know if anybody cares. Like, I'm not. Well, it's just like, how do you like, you're a creative person, you're very productive. It's like, yeah, making work. But now that's bled so far into this, like, you know, like the commodification of personality. And it's like, how do I like this, like urge to brand, which is like, Oh my God. It's it just, just so... doesn't have anything to do. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm saying this is like my Instagram account and maybe not so much with Twitter because it's actually writing, but like, I don't know my Instagram account. I don't think it has anything to do with what I'm capable of doing as a writer. Yeah. Like it just is so. Right, right, right. It's like what I wear on a certain day, like is so, doesn't mean anything in terms of like how I can get to work. But that's not, I don't think that's what you're saying. It's, I think it's toxic, especially when it comes to what we were, what I started this podcast today. And we don't need to go down this road, but like Rosie O'Donnell wrote this book a couple years ago called Celebrity Detox. And she wrote about how fame is also an addiction. Mm -hmm. And I really think it is. And I really think that uh, social media enables all of that. And it gets to this point where people... Like so many people are famous and it almost makes fame irrelevant because I don't know, which is fine with me, but it does make me want to, it makes me a lot less interested in that and what other famous people are doing. Like people who have a bajillion, gajillion followers on YouTube and they're YouTube famous. And I don't even know anything about that world. And and oh God, I mean, talk about like the most vile segment of culture and society. Right. It is like inextricably linked or I can't help but link it to this like horrifying world where, that we're in that that yeah. is like, right. And then it immediately makes me sound like I'm 460, but that's, like, I don't care. That's fine, like, yeah. But I just feel like... I think old is the new young. Oh, my God. And offline is the new online. Right. And I... And by the way, I will stop talking about this soon because it is, like, boring. Like, ultimately, like, I want to talk to you about this. But it's not boring because, I mean, I'm truly, like, we need a revolution. Um, like, um, I we need, like, in huge amounts to revolu- get off these I'm social media platforms. That. Yeah. You said what? We need huge what? We need huge... I already forgot. We need, hu- we need a huge amount of people to, like get off social media because totally. you actually kind of can't do it alone well, it like ma- that's why trump is president it's because yeah. of twitter it's because of course people, it was, it's like you're not going to bring down trump on twitter like trump is twitter trump is like, twitter his he's voldemort yeah. everybody just kept saying his name it manifested like yeah here's our wishes well i just mean like lately i really have been thinking particularly as i like try to take social media off my so out of my try? life okay i've done a couple times where i do like a month where i don't look at twitter or instagram mm-hmm. once i just completely don't look at it and what's always so fascinating to me is i immediately don't care don't miss it i would think that i'd be like oh like really craving it i just don't it feels like a relief right and it's easy ultimately and then you go back and you're like oh right i haven't missed anything what's that who who said you just that take thing? the app off your phone or you i delete it like i don't look at it on my la- like on my desktop computer either like right, I just, so your accounts are still there they exist but i just like they're deact i deactivated facebook right i mean a long time ago right i still go on sometimes like pr- promote like ticket sales for shows out of town or whatever but yeah i just take it off my phone and like right now i can access twitter and instagram on my laptop but if it's not on your phone, you're just automatically looking at it so much less. So right now, those apps are not on your phone. No. So what have you been filling that void with? 
tracking my period on my phone. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I <laughs> just like um. Okay, because so is it the I'm phone like, that's the problem, or is it social media? It's social media. Because okay. if I'm not looking at social media, my phone just automatically it's like, oh, I'm texting and like what looking at emails. Like it's just right. so different. Oh, so I was actually going to ask you because I does like hiking count? Like, of course. Okay, great. So I actually today went on my second solo hike of my entire life. Okay. Oh, solo. Yeah. That's nice. And I'm like, that's my new thing. Do you want it? <laughs> like, do you want to want it to be your new thing? Or are you like, I'm so excited that this is my new thing? It feels very good to me. Because really? also, I don't naturally love being alone. Hence the performer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't naturally love yeah. standing. Like, I'm like... alone walking. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm just like, I, um, I'm truly kind of an extrovert in the sense that i relax around people Mm. like of course i enjoy time alone but i enjoy it in tiny bursts where i'm about to get lunch with a friend right (laughs) i mean like like i really don't and that's something that i want to like of course investigate i also don't want to overly investigate it it's like it's fine like i'm it's not like i'm like (laughs) like like, it's just like yeah I, i was i'm an only child I spent plenty of time like looking in the mirror alone in my room growing up and it was great. Right. But like now I'm like, where's my friend? You know, that's so funny. I, how I spent so much time looking in the mirror when I was younger. I taught myself how to do this. Oh yeah. I just made like a little flower curly thing with my tongue at her. I, I was looked in the mirror. Yeah. So yeah. That's so Is funny. Is it lip syncing or lip singing? It's lip sync, like syncing up. But lip I thought it, was, it should be lip singing. I've always said lip singing. It, that, that's <laughs> fine. I, I think that it should be that. Okay. Well, I call it lip singing. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I would lip sing in the mirror, <laughs> and um, and try so hard to mat like to make it in my brain. I'd be which like, I still do. I am Tiffany. I still do it in the mirror and I'm like two inches from the mirror, yeah. like looking deep, and I'm like, you are incredible. Yeah. So. This today was your second solo hike. Yeah. How long do these hikes last? Today was actually two hours because I just oh. got kind of like and How long by the way, it's the not other- like it's like rigorous for two hours. It's like hard for maybe twenty minutes and then it's kind of just like, oh. When did you go on the first hike? Okay, well, famously, right before the big rainstorm, we just got here in LA. So I went on my first okay. hike maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, the rainstorm and was I, yesterday. No, the other one. Oh. Okay, well, there was rain okay and so i went on the hike and i was like this is my new life i fell in christ i was like this is incredible and i was like i can't wait to get back on the trail and then rain 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 for like a straight week and then i was like well it's muddy i can't go out there it's muddy folks Mm. ever hear of shoes raincoat boots umbrella just saying that's not my hike right no no and so the I actually sheep. do need to get hiking boots and I would love anyone to send them to yeah. me. That's um, one of the questions <laughs> that I like to ask people is yeah. what do you wear during your hobby? Yeah. So what was your hiking outfit today? Well, I don't have like good like workout clothes. I refuse to invest. Mm, I don't, and so I have <laughs> workout clothes. Yeah. I, I wear like um, these What'd incredible track pants actually that I love from Nike. Uh-huh. I guess they're track. What pants. kind of hiking boots do you want? I just need something with more sturdy, more support. Because right now I have like kind of like floppy Nikes from like the twenties. Right. <laughs> I have some great ideas. I can yeah. Pull. Okay. Perfect. And then I just wear um, actually like like a light windbreaker hmm. that invariably ends up tighter on my waist, and um, a hat 
that of course isn't big enough to fully shape my face. It's like only my eyes, which like I also hat? have to work on. Yeah. Does this outfit get you jazzed up to hike or no. is it? No. Do you think that you'd be more inclined to go on solo hikes if you had a hiking outfit? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I actually had a really cute one once. <laughs> what was it? What was cute about it was that I had like fun camp socks that uh-huh. were kind of on top of my leggings. What's a and camp then- sock? <laughs> Good question. Like the marbleized. Yeah, like mm-hmm. exactly. And then I had um this like great J Crew fleece that I was debuting. And then I had a fanny pack, a Patagonia fanny pack. Oh, this sounds great. And I just felt like like I looked in the mirror and I was like, there she is. Yeah. Like that's somebody who hikes. And it was yeah. and I had barely ever hiked. I love that look. But yeah, it's just like it's, You don't want to think about it. I don't want to overthink it. I want you to. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm kidding. Send me a board. Okay. Because, um, <laughs> because I, but, but, but the hiking, it, it just, it's time alone where you just kind of can't be on your phone. Like it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think nature is my new thing. <laughs> Cause I really right. felt like something has clicked for me truly in the last like year and a half where I was always like, oh yeah, outside I get it. But part of me was always like looking at the trees going like, oh, it's amazing. Not. Or I was like, I was like looking at nature and I was like, oh, wow, I guess. Or I felt like everyone else was like having this like raw experience of nature. And I was like, for sure. But instead I was like, I want to go to the Grove now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wasn't like I could appreciate it, but I didn't it didn't actually feel good to me. And now suddenly I'm like, oh, I actually like being outside. That's actually like actively good for me. Now, how long was your first hike? No judgments. I'm just curious. Hour and a half. Just because right. it's just like distance. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What did you think about? Did anything come up? Did you notice anything new that inspired you to do more hikes? The first time I was not listening to music. I just was letting the white noise and like just looking. Was it boring? Well, that's what shocked me. No. Okay. Like I was like walking and then I was like, oh, I guess I could listen to music. But then it was actually like I didn't feel the urge. Right. And so you were just thinking different thoughts and walking and it really wasn't. thinking about my career. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But sort of like a meditation. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, like things come up. Like that's what I feel like right now as I'm kind of like trying to be militant about like not just like going on social media just to like check in. It's like, oh, yeah, just like let your mind actually wander. Like that's where ideas come from. Mm -hmm. Ideas are do not probably come from just endlessly consuming right. these images. Right, yeah. And you can kind of think like, oh yeah, well that's like part of it. Like for me, I'm like, well I'm, you know, I'm in media. Like I need to see what's out there. I need to see what the conversation's about. And I'm kind of like, actually, I kind of think I don't. Right. And I, and I feel like so much, like growing up, I still have kind of an embarrassing, like there was so, like, so much comedy or so much stuff I just like haven't seen or never did see. Like what? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of like the great stuff. Like I'm always like, oops, forgot to see it. Like be brave. Say one. Oh, like, okay. Like <laughs> honestly, like SNL, like heyday SNL stuff. I just like kind of haven't seen. Like the not ready for primetime players. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Chris Farley. I had the Chris Farley DVD of SNL, which I love. Yeah. So I like, devoured that. Is that what you mean by heyday? But is that kind of, that's kind no, of what I, I hate I, it. I don't know. I just feel like people are re- reference like, honestly, Monty Python. I've like, have Monty not Python seen. Monty Python is for boys. Yeah. God Let's bless you. Let's first yeah. say that. Yeah. 
So is um, Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. And I had to. I Guess what? A mm-hmm. boy came to my house in the seventh grade to watch Caddyshack and I had to pretend to like it. Totally. I just remembered. It's the biggest. It's like one of the most number one. I just remember things we pretend to like. So boys will like us. You just completely flashed before my eyes watching it in my parents bedroom on the floor with this boy going to the bathroom he's like i'll pause i'm like don't worry about it and just like look staring at myself in like my parents bathroom mirror just like what am i gonna do (laughs) goes back to looking at ourselves in the mirror yeah i think chevy chase in general is for boys yeah and i frankly i think bill murray is too oh my god wow that is subversive careful careful it's not a diss. No, no, no. I no, I completely what know was? what you're saying. I, this is a whole other podcast, which I would love to get into. It's just like, what's... What do we pretend to like? Yeah, what, what do we pretend to like? What books have we pretended to re- have read? Yeah, yeah. I know mine. All of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Heart is a, Lonely, is a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCullers. Oh, sure. I've lied about having read that uh, many times. Yeah. But I feel like the lie makes for a brave statement and Mm -hmm. i can always change it by reading it yes but it is like a thing like that was more to impress like college students when i was in college and less about dudes yeah but god i didn't like dinosaur jr until i was in my 30s oh my god but i had to pretend to for so long and sometimes the pretending actually makes you like it right or like or like for example like i do love pavement yeah. But like I was like, of course there was like a cool boy who like pavement and I was like, for sure. And so then I started listening to pavement, but then I actually really did love I do love pavement. <laughs> but but um I, I didn't like the else? Celtics until yeah. I went out with mean, Greg Johnson. You mean like the the team. sports team? Oh god. I like got so into it because I was obsessed with it. That's him. so funny. I don't know. That's like a hot sports. I don't even like getting into what your crush is on. Oh, of course. Oh my god, the amount of fucking jazz I listened to. Stop jazz. Well, here's what's funny. Wait, what? There Who? was a period. By the way, I do love jazz, but there was a period where I thought that if I played jazz, no one could touch me. Like if I had jazz playing, oh my, then no one could lay a finger what do you on my mean? taste. I just I like 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 I remember very specifically being at Bard College. Uh-huh. Okay. And um something happening where like I was had people over like in my room and I we were like smoking weed and hanging out and I was like what music am I going to play for these pretentious assholes, right? Like how am I going to show them? Also I wanted a boyfriend, right? Uh-huh. I was like how am I going to get someone to like kiss me, think I'm cool? Like how's this going to happen? And so I put on jazz. Oh my god. <laughs> and I remember specifically after like two hours of hanging out and like getting drunk with like, you know, nineteen year olds, mm-hmm. I remember this guy laying on my bed and being like, So you really like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like frozen. I was like, Yeah. And but Are, also you really? that did force me into now there is a lot of jazz I do love. And that's cute. Yeah. But were, at the time, were you not really into it? I think I just was like, oh, like Miles Davis, like Bitches Brew. Like that's like an important <laughs> album. I'll play that. I was like, Pharaoh Sanders is like a really cool. And I love Pharaoh Sanders. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's like cool. And then that's like, I think maybe the only, that's like one of the best things probably about aging is that like you just are fundamentally less interested in being cool. Right. And what other people I think mean, of what you like. Yeah. That's like, like my hair is in a clip right now. And for me, that's a huge indication of maturity. Yeah. That my hair is up like this is such a sign that I've come a long way. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Yeah. What music, no holds barred, yeah. did you listen to on your hike today? Oh, honestly, my like Discover Weekly. Oh, did you, you know? discover anything? Um, Probably, but I just like liked it. Are you like really into music? I am into music, yeah. But don't ask me what I listen to. No, that's fine. But like, do you <laughs> go to see like bands? Um, It's something I used to do a lot and I got away from it and I want to start doing it more. Honestly, you do? I really Truth. appreciate you saying that because as soon as you said that, I was like, no. No. And I went to a lot of shows because it was like I wanted to like make out. Right. Yeah. And so like you go because you're like, oh, like there's going to be like interesting guys here. Yeah, of course. And you want to like dress up and like whatever. Yeah. But I, there is something about when that leaves and I still do enjoy seeing music and I love mm. I do see music with my partner. Mm. Um, But I am also like I'm phobic about like, oh, my God. So we have to wait in a six hour line. Mm. You have to get there 45 hours in advance. There's no water. <laughs> and I'm not I, I can't even <laughs> believe under, that like, you en- would go as far as to say you enjoy seeing music live. I don't. This is why you're just the coolest. <laughs> Honestly, you just really are. It's um, so boring. In comedy, you do a lot of festivals, right? And you invariably do music. I think I said this is my second time saying invari- invariably in this podcast. I didn't notice. But um, you do music festivals. And I have seen good music. Okay, who have I seen live that was great? Rihanna live was unbelievable. Yeah, that actually, Rihanna fun. is actually how you heard this is the correct pronunciation. Rihanna? It's Rihanna. Oh. Anyway, Rihanna well, was amazing. Did you have seats or did you stand? I had a freak thing where I was invited by like a fancy friend. So I had like wild box seats, whatever. Yeah, that's the only way to yeah. do it. VIP. Yeah. And then I really, I saw Kanye and it was, it was, that, that was an awesome. amazing show. Also sitting? I was on like general admission on the floor and he was on the platform. Right. Did you have us. to stand? I was standing. I saw Kanye once. Yeah. And it was like at a little like hole in the wall before he was big. Wow. JK. (laughs) He, but it was early in his career and it was kind of like a secret show or something. And I went with my friend Jen and it was awesome and fun, but we had to stand and we had to stand for a long time before he went on. Well, that's the thing. I just saw John Mouse, who was like my big celeb crush. Who's that? He's like, um john mouse he's like a cdj no he's like an electronic oh it's like just him and he just like jumps up and down and it's and he's like incredibly hot okay and like like an academic like kind of a wild intellectual oh truly like a comedic influence i'm actually realizing because i used to watch videos of him and he would just like be ranting about like he's been around forever pop music forever no he's like with like ariel pink kind of like those guys but he he's very special. But I went I went to go see him live recently. He had some great openers. Of course, now the names won't come. Lunch Lady was one of them. But um, but I had to stand for because of course and the show starts at eight. He's a on lot at eleven thirty. That it's nonsense. I want to get back to talking about stuff that we do yes, like. Yes. But seeing live music was probably a hobby of mine as well when I was younger, and now yeah. I just don't. I totally I hear you. I don't have the feet for it. I'm se- <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> I am seeing Robin in a few weeks, which it's I'm excited fun. about. I know one song. But here's one thing to say. I know, I know. I know honestly, not, not much either. Here's what I'll say. This is a true indication. Recently, uh, recently, yesterday, like so a friend was posting this band, great band. I was like, that'll be a fun show. And I'll like buy two tickets. I'll take a friend. Like that'll be worth seeing. 
I went to Ticketfly or whatever. I was all prepared to check out, and there was like a problem with my card or like it wouldn't do it, and I just abandoned. And that's uh, how you know that you Fly, don't really need it. I'm gonna say this right now: Ticketfly getting tickets online is broken. Yeah. This and I don't. I'm timing it. I'm timing this podcast. I don't want to go into a huge thing about it, but Bikini <laughs> Kill is doing a reunion. Show. I know they're my favorite band. Yes. So that you're gonna go to. Yes. I actually thought of you. Yeah. But. In order for me to get tickets, I set a timer. Yeah. Tickets go, went on sale, like, I don't remember, like 9 a.m., 10 Well, I checked and they were sold out, but I was like, oh, are there more? Yeah. I went on. As soon as they went on sale, the ticket thing, Fly, wouldn't work. And they were it was sold out in three minutes. And I'm like, the internet has ruined seeing live music because scalpers buy those yeah. tickets and then charge $200 a ticket. Bikini Kill isn't getting that money. They're so just getting the $40. There has to be a better way. So then they added more shows and they gave like um, a code to people, to fans, so that they can get tickets before well, I they actually code. go on sale. Well, I have an extra ticket, I think, that you can that okay. I, give to you. I would love to go to that show. It just is like, I don't know. I was so frustrated that I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to see Bikini Kill now. Scalpers ruin the scene. Yeah. If you're a scalper and you're listening to this, I hope you fucking yeah can't buy tickets one day. Yeah, and then you see, and how then it you feels. really know how it feels. But rapid fire hobbies, yeah, the hiking. Okay, so the um, hiking, shock, uh, the Grove, Erewhon. Wait, before you started hiking two weeks ago, would you mm-hmm. say cooking? I can hardly even remember two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I lo- I do love to cook. Every day, do you cook? Pretty much. Really, and not like oh, I'm making elaborate tagines every day, right? But like, how come you like it? Just the raw interaction with produce. I'm curious <laughs> because I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much yeah. that it's a problem. Right, right, right. It actually does bring me tremendous pleasure. And everything I'm going to say just sounds so obvious, but like, it's meditative. Like, it truly is. is. It? Like, I really like, like, chopping and I like, and like, vegetables are pretty. Like, I just, it really feels what, nice to do. Do you listen to music when you cook? I'll listen to music or I'll listen to literally the Goop podcast sorry what do they talk about on goop just like i it is wild how many of the goop podcasts i've listened to so sometimes and by the way it's not gwyneth interviewing sometimes it is and those ones are like oof. but it's her her chief content officer i believe her name is elise lunin lunin Mm -hmm. she'll interview like different doctors or like relationship like therapists and Mm -hmm. stuff and some of them are really good you know it's like everyone from like esther perel is on it Mm -hmm. to like someone who's like here's why you shouldn't eat short grain rice or whatever. And I'm mm. on the edge of my seat. Really? I could care less about... That's a hobby for me. I do... Right. Um, you care about food and yeah. and healthy things. Yeah. And I mean, Stuff like that. I'm into that. I, de- like, I love this. I'm like, ooh, lectins, like something toxic and like nightshades. I'm interested in poison, (laughs) but more of like how people have used it to kill people in history. I only listen to true crime podcasts. I need some more recommendations. Murdery things. But I wish, I wish that I could find like the meditative aspect of cooking. I find it to be messy, boring, tiring. Yeah, not knowing what I'm doing. And so am I cutting this right? Right. Making, is this too much? Is this too little? I don't like wasting food. It's yeah. a Jewish thing. It's not an environmental thing. Yeah. I wish I could say that it was, but it's yeah. a Jewish thing. And I... What do you make? Nothing, because I hate it so much. Right, right. But I guess when I do make, like, 
I'll start with something simple that you probably make a lot, which is like a salad. Yeah. I don't believe that like anyone's ever finished a salad. It's like you take 20 bites and you haven't made a dent in the salad. Like they're just there's always so much salad and it's they're so hard and but awkward are you to adding eat. like because I love to do a salad, but I'll like roast up some vegetables, throw that in there. Some seeds. Yeah, they fall to the bottom. Roasting is like That's a true. I'm, I, I'm a roaster. I'm roasting every day. It just Almost. sounds so boring. I know. I hate well, sometimes it does feel food. very tedious. You have such a one, one of the um, most renowned and interesting inter- relationships with food, though. I know, I know, but it almost is problematic for me because I would rather not think about it, and then I'm just really hungry, <laughs> and I and I get crazy and I get anxious. I can't be hungry. It's very, very. Uncomfortable. I have like snacks in my purse right now. I'm, I'm I, one of those people that just can't be hungry. Trust me, I tried to starve myself in high school, and I just was like, no, oh, I, I can't do this. But snacking is also <laughs> like. Like I'll bring snacks in my purse all the time and I have snacks in the car and like I yeah. have to, but it, it's not enough. Like I need to eat more square meals and I also yeah. have a mouth to feed. Right. And I want her to eat well and healthy and it's just That's so stressful. boring that I don't even want but to talk about But also it this. doesn't, you do not need to care about cooking. Like that's completely fine. Like don't have any, you shouldn't feel shame or guilt about like not being interested in food and not cooking and not wanting to like that's completely fine completely fine i wish i had that thing that so many people i know have like making something like chelsea's like oh i just made this quiche i'm eating these like mashed potatoes with roasted potatoes whatever yeah and I'm just like, you roasted something? Doesn't that take like eight hours? <laughs> yes, but you walk away. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it could be, and I, I'm sorry, but maybe, do you have a slow cooker? Mm-hmm. A crock pot? I don't really use a slow cooker. I've, I have one. I've used it a couple of times, but that's a like easy way to like touch a button and like walk away and not think about it. And then you have. And then you have like 20 years worth of stew like what even is <laughs> stew anyway i i'm sorry i know that this is your hobby and i i don't I think i get so I anxious because i do feel shame or i do feel yeah. like i'm missing something that i wish it would be so convenient and helpful for me in my life if i right. was into it it would fill a void mm-hmm. that i but, feel by like vaping right but you also you do use you paint you make things like that's right. It's so that self that is part of it though. Like, but the cooking stuff, I don't know. I I hear you because I have friends that like could not care less about cooking. They're like, it's a waste of time. It's messy. I'm like, I get it. Does Andy like it too? I'm forcing him to start cooking because I was Why? like, I actually because I was like, I actually want to cook with you. Like, I don't because naturally I just end up being but the one who's cooking. Like no, but he kind of does. You <laughs> don't want it. one of your hobbies is not being alone. And you don't want to, and That's you don't true. want to do it alone. But it's different. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm not interested in like gender division of labor, and like, I don't want to be like the one who's like always the one cooking. Right. But if he, if you're forcing him to like it, no, but he does. Okay, uh. drop it. <laughs> no, no. I'll be like, I'll be like, because I am controlling in the kitchen, so I'll be like, chop this yam, cube it, cube it, cube it. And I'll teach him how to cube it. And then guess what? He cubes it. And I'm like, great. Now I don't have to do that. It's helpful. But I, because I love cooking. So I'll cook. And then he does all the cleanup. And that for me, that's so fair. Because I'm like, do the dishes. Yeah, yeah. No, all of this is fair. 
Well, if you're no, like, nobody... I'm asking him to cube it, yeah. I don't have to do it. But don't you like doing it? It's not like he's, I'm always making him do it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, let's make a chermoula together. What's that? It's a North African pesto. I'm so mm. glad you asked. But mm. it's really easy. And I mean, truly, I'll just tell you right now. Get out your food processor, handful of cilantro, handful of parsley, olive oil, cumin, paprika, salt. Here's like the fancy things. You put in like half a preserved lemon, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Where do you get a preserved lemon? Cookbook. Or Gelson's. Like, okay, Gelson's. Okay, okay. Or Whole Foods anywhere. Whole Foods couldn't be further from anybody. I know. You can get you you can find it, okay? okay. I promise. And then you just pulse that up and it makes this like really nice pulse. kind of pesto. Pulse oh, it in, in your food processor. And then you can pour that over a fish, wrap it up in parchment paper, put it in the oven. 13 minutes later, uh huh. dinner. A fish. A fish. How do you... D- I don't want to talk about it. Okay, yeah. It's not you. It's me. I'm That's getting fine. stressed. Like, okay, so now how do I do you- the fish? I broil it. I put it in the broiler. Mm-mm. Just in the oven. Like, what do you do with the eyeball part? No, no, no. This isn't a full fish. It's like a cut. <laughs> I haven't graduated to like brands. I'm also, yet. I'm also scared to go up to the counter to ask the person behind the counter at the butchery. Oh, terrifying! Right, like a quarter pound of. Oh, it's what so scary. That? I was recently talking about this. I've humiliated myself. The other day, I went to McCall's. Sorry to be so local, but I truly panicked because I asked someone. I was like, "Oh, is this fish? I forgot what was it." Um. Oh, it was actually, I was asking about their eggs, that they were pasture-raised, because I try to only consume pasture-raised eggs. Uh-huh. And um, and he was like, oh, you know what? I think they are. I'm going to go check for you. Also, because I just was curious about price comparison. I was right. like, well, these are, you know, this yeah. price. They better be pasture-raised, honestly. I'm not going to buy them if they're not. And then it was taking too long, whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to buy them. And I was like, I don't know what to call. So I was like, oh, your colleague was going to check on these. I called him his colleague. At the butcher, <laughs> and it was so. Im- well, that's that's nice. I think it was fine. Coworker, but oh. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, your colleague was in the back. I know checking. that is such an anxiety-inducing situation. I'm and like, I, and I left. Your kind like, sir friend, like I have no idea. And what at to that say. butcher, like everyone's hot. <laughs> right, I know. It's another reason why I'm scared to go in there. I know. I'm like, why are you being mean? At cookbook, I like. <laughs> have to go in wearing like overalls clogs and a straw hat and like my own tote bag so they like think i know that i'm like i'm there for three hours i'm a here day. for the celery yeah. i'm there for i love the lasagna cookbook. i'm there every day i'm there for the pre-made things but like i'll gander like a lemon and like so that they think i belong one time not to brag this is a huge brag when i started going to cookbook one time i went up there with my basket and she, she literally the woman at the checkout she was like wow what a cool She's like, what a cool assortment of things. Oh, my God. And I'm not uh. kidding. I was like, I will now donate $10,000 to you. <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, I hereby swear to be here spending $70 every three hours for 10 years. That is like a brag. That's it like was such a, a it major It was incredible. Moment. And then, yeah. okay, I have one more cookbook brag, yeah. which is that it was like the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I the line was insane, yeah. understandably. And all I wanted was a couple flowers. And the woman saw me and she was like, is that what you're getting? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I owe you. She was like, just pay next time. And I was like, is this a small country town? Do I live in a village? Am I a villager? (sighs) That is the coolest moment ever because people probably thought you were friends with her. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. She's like, oh, just I owe you. I was like, (gasps) that's so cool. 
But that's the thing about cooking is it also it's like it is saving money. Well, I was doing like a food delivery thing. I just went out of business. And what was it called? uh, Munchery dot com. It was amazing. (laughs) And they just Munchery. Yeah, they (laughs) saved my life for the past year. Really? And they just folded. Why did they they fold? I don't know. I guess they didn't have enough money. It was like individual meals or like for three people or whatever. I don't know how it Individual works. meals, drinks, desserts, snacks. Wow. Pri- it was great. Wow. Great food. Great. But now they went out You'll of business and my whole one, life sure. has changed. So what else are you interested in besides cooking and hiking? The mall. Like the Grove? Yeah. I, for whatever reason, if I'm stressed out, like I'll just go to the Grove. Yeah. And here's what's the worst part. I think it makes me more anxious. <laughs> but I still can't tear myself away. And so Erewhon, this is like adjacent to cooking. Right. But like Erewhon does something to me. I can easily like lose an hour just looking at different like brands of like millet or whatever. Right. And it really feels soothing to me. Like I am a consumer. It's like awful. You know, like Why? It's, or you know what I mean? It's like I can I like supermarkets. I like grocery stores. Like wow. I really like that. Of course, sometimes I'm like, God damn it, I have to go to the grocery store. But like, I like it. Right. Like, I love being like, look at this market. I I totally identify with that. If I go someplace to peruse and not shop, I'm very at peace and mesmerized and in the beauty of just like looking at products. Yeah. And I love, I love buying things. Yeah. But... I have a very, very hard time shopping because I get really I overwhelmed. Hate sh- I hate shopping. I hate shopping. I can't, I have meltdowns in supermarkets. I have oh, to eat. Oh, supermarkets, yeah. Even, but I, and you know I, I'm a clothes horse. Yeah, see, I hate shopping for, cl- shopping Even for clothes. Even for clothes, stresses me, out. stresses me out now. Really? Because it's very overwhelming. I, especially a place that has a lot of stuff. I have to eat a full meal before I go. Oh, of course. That's number one. And you know that that's like, you need, as like, I said, potatoes. a struggle for me. Yeah. I need like pasta, potatoes. Heavy starches. And coffee. And oh, yeah. To go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer no one to be with me. Oh, interesting. Sometimes I can go with a friend and it's really fun. Where and I'm talking go? about all general kinds of shopping. I mean, the supermarket. Where do you I... go for clothes? <sighs> well, I also have that same thing where like the mall, can I can sometimes like zone out. And just like have a nice time at the mall. So I'll go to like Zara or H&M. And then I really like Squaresville. Mm-hmm. I just picked up a check from there because I commissioned or consigned a couple things. Yeah. I like Painted Bird. I have like a lot painted of Painted Bird is cute. Yeah. And I, then it's cheap. It's, it's cheap. Affordable. I like um, recycled clothes. So I like consignments yeah. and vintage. Same. Because it is not only is it cool. I think, but also it's better for the environment. I gave up Zara last year. So smart. I actually, I gave up Topshop and Zara. I haven't set foot in a Topshop or Zara in over a year. I've definitely gotten... Not to brag. Brag. No, that's really good. My Zara, I don't do that much Zara for myself anymore, but like the kid, for the kid stuff. Oh yeah. I really try not to. Yeah. Kid stuff should all be secondhand. Yeah, Absolutely. The biggest waste. You mean because they grow out of it in four seconds? In four seconds, yeah. there is so much of it. And Oof. it's actual garbage. Yeah. I mean, it's a cute top that is just going into landfill. That's how I feel about like a lot lately. Little things, people, stocking stuffers and like little 
tchotchkes and whatever. And I'm not even like environmentalism isn't a hobby, but maybe it will be. You're interested in poison and trash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But no, but I the trash thing is totally real. I also find myself like more just like. Ugh, like the waste of just being alive is like oppressive at times just like jesus christ like just the amount of yeah of trash and and i don't mind going shopping with other people but i get a little anxious when like they're done looking first oh no that's terrible you yeah. can't have that and it's okay if the person can is able to self-entertain and doesn't <laughs> mind but i like to go at my own pace and i don't like to have a codependent relationship but the supermarket and food stores like I mean, even though like Silver Lake, the Silver Lake Gelson's is like the max fish. Mm-hmm. Of I know. L.A. I don't really go there much. Also, just so expensive. It's not the depre- max fish. That's so funny. No, but Gelson's- it's not depressing. No, no. There's a sweet kind of like neighborhood feeling. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want to save money and go to Albertsons. But it's so or Vons, which is less depressing. But they're so depressing. Flea markets also overmelt. Oh, and I love a flea. I know. Well, not to brag, but actually, I've been going to the farmers market on Sundays in Hollywood. Like waking and up, that's my new life. You wake actually. up like mad early. I wake up at four. No, <laughs> I um, no, I go at ten thirty. Eleven in Hollywood, but what about the one that's right here in Vermont? Well, the one that's in Silver Lake is right by my house, but it's just they don't have a lot. Oh. And I love going on Sundays and getting stuff for the week. That's cool. What else do you do? That's so you it. like food, looking at food, preparing <laughs> food. Yeah. Do you like watching comedy? No. You don't? Watching comedy? Or like, I don't know, are you like interested in comedy? It's hard for me to, I guess I watch comedy. Do you mean like live comedy or just mean like movies and TV oh, and stuff? in general. Like as someone who likes, enjoys laughing. Yeah. And I guess one would say that I'm a comedy writer, even though I think it's like dark comedy. I don't ever really. I don't know. Watching um, like comedy shows. Watch or, comedy stuff. I don't. Or um, listen. And I, I just, I'm curious if other people do, especially I, comedians. I don't. I also think that one of your hobbies is skincare. Mm-hmm. Which one time we were having a conversation with a friend. So fun. And this is a specific moment where it was three women. We were talking about our skin and this girl who we're friends with and we love. And I and she was like, I feel like this is such a cliche topic for women to talk about. Like she felt and you and I, I both so got guilty. very defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I know that like we're winding it down and we only have four minutes left. <laughs> but. I don't think we should be ashamed of the stuff that we're into, especially oh, I if, it's, agree. if we if it's cliche like I sometimes whatever. it's like I relate to like fucking Joan Crawford, like dunking her face in ice water. Yeah. Like every morning I'm like, what? there's like what kind of a, I was going to say, like, I guess you call like internalized misogyny, but this like need to distance yourself from those concerns or like, right. or you, like I feel like the way that great gal was like like her judgment about us talking about like sharing like oh i like this skin it's like this l- cleanser or whatever it's like right. no it's fine and also like it's just a very real part of being like a femme presenting like woman is like you're fucking interested in serums right or just a person who likes who cares what their face looks like and wants to take care of themselves yeah. like for for me to like worry so much about 
whether it's cliche or not, or we should be talking about something that has more depth. It's like, well, now I just feel ashamed. And that's exactly what I'm fighting against as a woman is to like not feel ashamed about anything that I talk about, be it shallow Barbie dolls, lipstick, what fucking ever. And to think about comparing it to what dudes think about or talk about is giving away my feminist power to them. Well, totally. It's also suggesting that what men are talking about or concerned with is inherently more right and substantial. Or and it's like men literally don't have friends. Right. Men like are, don't have friendships. They don't care about they their bodies. Tell us they don't know about what Monty lotion. Python. Yeah, they're actually talking about like ET. They don't know what maybe, lotion is. Or like Star Wars. They don't know what what anything is. No. Because women are like, brush your teeth. This is lotion. Go tell your friend that you're sad. Right. Um, this is like medicine. maybe you should go like walk around the block or whatever. Right. Like women are the caretakers. But the reason for everything. Yeah. But I'm just like, no, women like typically in like heterosexual relationships. Beyonce said it best. Who run what? the world? Girls. Yeah. Squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's true. And I like that you're interested in skincare. Also, oh, not only because your day. skin is gorgeous. Oh, my but God. It is, but it's inspiring. And I don't know, just throwing that out there as one of your interests. Oh, I love talking about. I recently hear something. I Oh, here's a hobby. I've been loving watching old Martha Stewart, like Martha Stewart Living. Mm. Oh, my God. It's so soothing. And I got her first book. It's called Entertaining. Mm -hmm. And that's my main hobby. That's my number one hobby. So interesting. But like I love and that is absolutely like my mother's influence because my mom. Amanda loves that too. Is an amazing cook. An amazing like dinner party like throws the best dinner parties like hosting. And that I love that. And that you don't to do me it that is, much. I know. Unless I'm not invited. <laughs> You're not invited. No. Well, I, you know, I don't have the space. But, um, <laughs> you do, but you I need to. You have a great to. space. Thank you. No, I, I love my space. No, but I don't do like dinner. Like that's something because it is a lot of work. Right. Like and dinner parties like we've like, I guess recently we've had maybe but it's like one couple or like two couples. Right. It's not like, oh, here are 10 people. Right. Right. Like I'm starting small. But right. I love that. And like Martha Stewart's first book, Entertaining, is just wild. And I love looking so at it. So what does she say aside from like, this is what we're cooking or whatever, you know? Like, well, it's a relic of a certain era. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. it's like super like a relic of a certain class because it's just like. Right. But I love um, I love like the that kind of like painstaking attention to detail and this idea of as she says, like, if you're having this kind of a party, maybe go to your local um, nursery and see if you can rent certain plants. Like, you don't have oh. to buy them. You can just have, you know, it's like stuff like that. It's like, oh, oh wow. And like environment and like homemaking, like that's that cool. to me is really, and like homemaking or making a space that's like aesthetic is such a highly feminized, considered almost frivolous, right? Kind of concern. And I'm like, no, that is like the highest art of life is like yeah. making your environment like beautiful safe. and inviting and like safe and like feeding people and like yeah. having like giving experiences to people safe for your family friends and community i mean it's like you know in the 10 commandments Ooh. like love thy neighbor been meaning to read that <laughs> <laughs> but that is really nice and i do think that's my that's, that's what i want to master do you have a hobby that you wish you could have like a, do you have like a fantasy hobby exercise 
Right. I have never in my life been able to attach to exercise. That's why I'm also kind of excited about the hiking thing because I'm like, this is exercise. Right. I'm not pouring sweat. It's not like, but I've never found something that I can do. I feel like I am secretly athletic, Mm -hmm. but I just, that's the thing that, like, that's my, like what you talk about cooking. That's what I have people that work out. People that are like, oh, well, I worked out. I'm like, so you had six extra hours. Right, right, you need right, right. an hour to get there, an hour to get back, yeah. an hour to work out. Then you have to shower. You have to do laundry. Ugh. I was like, "You're waking up at five, right? What the hell are you talking about?" Right. I and I, I do get like, and I do feel like I'm that- being like left out. And, like everyone's in on this like secret right. life, and I'm like, "How do you work out?" Right, and like the other people at the gym, like, are you friends with them? Because like I remember, like there was a period of time in New York where I was like, "I'm signing up for Crunch." I I'm went like, to Crunch. I went to Dolphin, which is a gym for taxicab drivers. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dolphin. I know. Dolphin Do you know was Dolphin? Like, it was yeah, because it was on Ludlow, wasn't it? It was right by there. Yeah, and I there's like a few Dolphins. And after like two weeks, someone was like, "Why the hell I think do you go I to went, Dolphin?" And it was like a base. I was in a basement on a treadmill watching TV with no windows, and I was like, "I gotta go." I was at Dolphin. It was like a hundred dollars a year. It was like the cheapest gym. I was like, "This is perfect for me." You got a free training session, and I'm not kidding you. The trainer told me. I was obese. <laughs> By the way, I That's was maybe awful. I was like maybe like ten pounds heavier than I am now, but I certainly was not obese. And he literally was like, "I'll never forget." He goes, "Well, technically you are obese." And I, I laughed. I was like, I was like, I like laughed. I was like, I mean, I know I've like could stand to lose a couple, I guess, but I mean, I was like, "Come on, I'm not obese." He was like, "Technically you are." That's so not. And then, true. and then I still let him like stretch me out. Yeah, there was like at crunch. I just remember it being like going in to crunch. So there are those bars that you have to go through the turnstile. There's a turnstile. Oh, yeah. I'm like. At Oster? I think so. There was something like if I didn't have the right thing, then like something would beep or like I couldn't get past the turnstile. And it was so anxiety inducing because if you bump against the turnstile in general, it's so embarrassing. But like. Everyone there just was so, they, it was like they were all friends with each other. They, it felt like everyone knew each other except yeah. for me. And then there was like giant yoga balls and like people knowing what to do on a giant The knowing yoga what ball. to do is, is, is so stressful. And like that's why it's like I, I will never belong to a gym. Like yeah. I actually once after like I was like in my early 20s, I was like, you know, classic breakup. I was like, I'm like going to join a gym. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And so I was working at this place and the Equinox was nearby. So I joined and I went like a lot for two months. And then I was like, oh, I hate this. And Equinox makes it so that it's, it makes it impossible to break out of your contract. So I have, it's one of my proudest moments, what I did to break out of it. So they're like, you can only break out of it if you doctor, like, you know, proof of injury or like relocation of a job somewhere where there's no Equinox. And I was like, that's my excuse. So I called them and I was like, I am going to have to break my contract. And I, and they were like, okay, what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm going to live at sea. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be living on a on a boat. And and they were like, what do you mean? I was like, it's plain language. I'm going to live at sea so I can no longer. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to need like a letter of employment or like some kind of. And I was like, I don't have that. I was like, and they were like, okay, well, about your mail? I was like, well, it's in the, it's the ocean. I'm going to be on a boat. So I'm not going to be receiving mail. And they couldn't prove that I was lying. Yeah. And they and they were they broke my contract. That's so smart. Everyone who's listening to this, take note. Take it, gyms in your face. Just say loophole I'm living alert. In the ocean. 
I want to write a I book give about you a, loopholes. Yes. Because I have some others that I honestly don't want to go public with. Okay. I guess I'm a scammer. <laughs> I love hobby. scams. I'm good with scams. Oh, we're going to have to have a part two. <laughs> but I don't scam. I love scamming. But I, of course, I just want to say for the record, I do not scam small businesses. Mm-hmm. I do not scam individuals. I scam corporations with pleasure. I think that that's like a whole. I can't. I'm so upset that we're just bringing that up now. You're going to have to. I'm going to have to have a subscription service. People need to pay for my scams because they're good. Oh, my God. My travel scams. Ah. Uh, can we have another one? Can we do Kate Berland part two? Of when course. you're ready, of when course. you're willing. I understand if you don't want. No, you don't have Here's to. Here's a micro scam. Okay. Just give us one more and then we'll be out. Okay. Well, I recently booked and I guess you could call this a small business, but here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> I booked um, a night away for me and my sweetheart, mm-hmm. right? The hotel. And by the and this hotel, they're not short of business. Okay. Right. They've got people coming. So they had a eight day cancellation policy where if you didn't, conf- if you had to cancel within eight days, you had to pay for a full one night of, of a stay. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's ridiculous. So one thing led to another. I knew I was going to have to cancel. Oh, oh, literally my boyfriend got sick like right. two days before. Whatever. The point is. And they were like, well, unfortunately, we do have to charge you full. This was, this was actually like three calendar days before the reservation. Right. So what I did was I, I moved the reservation Ugh. a month out. I was like, how about the same day, the following month? And they were like, yep. <gasps> then I canceled. Oh, my God. Like the next week, waited it out. It's like it never happened. Let's. Is that not a good scam? Respect that gangster with a moment of silence. <laughs> That's so. Thank you for that. I'm going to tell you a scam after we stop recording. Okay. Oh, Sorry, suckers. Scam. If you guys want to call in to and tell me about your hobbies, you can call 1 800 Filling the Void. JK. That's not <laughs> a thing. I just wanted to say it. But don't you wish it were a thing? I do. Um, I don't know. This is the end of the podcast. So this was so great. Thanks for listening. Oh, I could talk to you for sixteen hours, and we will. Great. Caperland.com. We'll yeah, I was just gonna say. Caperland.com. <laughs> I don't update it. It's almost worthless. But check it out. Want to talk to Leslie about how you fill your void? Call us toll free at eight four four three seven zero void. Or email at fillthevoidpod at gmail.com. Filling the Void is produced by Erios with special help from Kat Hong and music by Michael Cassidy. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't want to feel another time. How do you do vibrato? Don't want to start another fight. You do have a good voice. <laughs> Erios. Powered by ACAST.